This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 362, Justice League, The Snyder Cut. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did so was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. And I'm here, Ben, Ben Avery. I'm one of three strangers and or aliens. The other two, right over there, Steve. Hey, everybody. And Evan. Hello. And we are three geeks who are Christians who like to talk about pop culture. So let's do it. And there is, is nothing true. bigger in pop culture this week than the Snyder Cut, the Justice League Snyder Cut. Uh, also, I apologize if it's echoey. Um, again, not recording under the best of circumstances, but they're better circumstances than they were before. So there's that. <laughs> so there it's, is indeed it's, that. It's improving. So uh, where where do we start? I think we need to probably stick with our traditional let's not spoil things. And then we do spoil things. Although, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know because this this is a movie that's been out for how many years? Four. A version of this movie. So this is the final draft of the um, I don't know proof of concept that they put out in theaters <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> the um the uh, uh, what is it Marvel Comics Justice League right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I went back and looked. Um, because Evan had us had us also rewatch the Batman versus Superman ultimate cut. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yes. The ultimate edition. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I watched that and it added a half hour of footage and I actually went back and changed my letterbox score of the original version of Batman versus Superman to accommodate for this one. Because when I was watching the ultimate cut, I was like, that's, this is three and a half stars. It took a mediocre movie and made it a little bit longer and a little bit less mediocre. <laughs> and so I moved uh, Batman versus Superman down to three stars and moved uh, Batman versus Superman ultimate cut up to three and a half stars. Out of five, right? Out of five sh- on Letterboxd. I didn't even check my old ratings. Well, They're probably wildly inaccurate to my yeah, you, you probably should. Yeah, <laughs> probably should, because we're going to be talking about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember what I gave Justice League, though. Oh, 
let's see here. I gave it three, three stars. And I think that that will accommodate well um, what I'm going to do with Justice League, the Snyder Cut. But we need to, I don't know, do we want to start there? Or do we start with this earlier stuff? I mean, we just released that episode that was the uh, aborted podcast uh, that Evan and I were thinking about doing uh, about the Snyder Cut. Um, and and part of it was time and part of it was I just wasn't excited about, <laughs> yeah. uh, about Zack Snyder. Yeah. As I was thinking not. about like, hey, we need to get into it. And we're going to dive in. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, ah, oh, maybe not. Oh, okay. ah. I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't get myself. I was, I was ambivalent, you know, like the, the very definition of the word. I, I just kept changing my emotions about it. And there's still some movies of his that I want to go back and talk about, like Legend of the Guardians. Okay. I enjoyed the half of that movie that I saw. <laughs> I actually didn't get around to finishing it. But I did start it when we were doing be, prep for that that aborted podcast. I really enjoyed what I saw. I really. I'd be willing it. to watch that and do an episode on it because I've heard it's good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that a whole lot. And and three hundred. Here here's the thing. I don't want to give away too much about Justice League Snyder cut, but if you like Zack Snyder, you're going to get a lot of Zack Snyder <laughs> in his four hour cut. Yeah. Like it's there, the slow motion, the musical montage. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there is, I think three musical montages in a row at one point where it's just like, was there slow motion? Here's a song sure? and here's another song with another character. Very moody. Oh, oh. And also this character, very moody, very moody indeed. So we're going to have to do another song there too. And yeah. oh, well let's, let's try to shoehorn hallelujah into one more movie. It was over the end credits, though. <laughs> I mean, at least there was that. <laughs> I've only seen him use it three times. <laughs> yeah, I, I, three for times. Uh, Watchmen, yeah. for the trailer for this movie, mm-hmm. and then for this movie. So I, I, I think it's a little unfair. I mean, George Lucas used the Star Wars anthem for all of his movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. You got me. Yep. You're completely. <laughs> That's six movies, right man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm wrong. You're right. <laughs> that, that hallelujah song. I can't stand that song. By the way. I know. I do you know, not it, like it, that it song okay at all. If it wasn't just shoehorned into everything, that doesn't. It. It just seems inappropriate, especially like the Watchmen scene. It's okay. like. Super not appropriate there for this movie over the end credits. I actually didn't even realize that's the song that was happening. Hit hit end credits. I started hitting the 10 second jump ahead button to see if there was a post credit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, something about a gun in the music, something about this. And then, Oh, this is, Oh, it's the Hallelujah song. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even notice in the end credits because I didn't watch them. <laughs> I skipped ahead to see if there's a post-credit scene. Yeah. Because I had just been sitting in front of my TV for four hours. Ah, yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, I'm going to ask you to how you watched it then. And then, because uh, we had plans to watch it, Evan, but we, we ended up not doing those plans. But before I do, I'm just going to say real quick, this will be non-spoilery, executive decision, non-spoiler We'll play the spoiler organ and then we'll we'll dive in deep, uh, like like we normally do. 
So let's start with your experience, your theatrical experience with this movie. Uh, and Evan, you and I were planning to watch it eight o'clock in the morning, yep. uh, Thursday morning. I had to cancel because my daughter had a Zoom meeting about college finances that morning, and I had to be there for that. So I was not there with you. But tell us about your viewing experience. Yeah, so I invited Ben and my other friend John, both of whom I podcast with on different podcasts, and, uh, to come and watch it at my house, because uh, I think between all of us, I have the biggest TV. And uh, yeah, I had my, put my kids in daycare for the day so I'd be free to watch it. And uh, when we had originally scheduled, Ben had the afternoon uh, booked, so we decided, hey, Let's do it at eight o'clock in the morning and watch till noon. <laughs> and so uh, Ben had to cancel, but John made it. And so we we sat there in the wee hours of the morning and started the thing and watched it. And that was pretty much how it went. So you watched it front to back, no yep. stopping or anything like that. All right. Well, we paused once or twice to go to the bathroom. But. Okay. Steve, TMI, man, TMI. (laughs) Steve, did you watch the whole thing back to back or front to back? Well, here's what happened because I knew it was like dropping at midnight, but like on the West Coast. Right. And it would be like four o'clock by the time or one, three o'clock by the time I was going to be here. So, you know, like I I got to bed at a pretty good time and I woke up at about four o'clock in the morning rolled over and went back to bed. And then um, <laughs> when, when I came home from work in the morning, because I, I work a split shift, I work a couple hours in the morning to drive kids to school. And then I have some time in the middle and then I start driving kids uh, different places and then back to school, or back from school and, and stuff. Um, and it came out on a Thursday. So my son, uh, my 12 year old has a, a thing at church on, on Thursdays. And I figured we were going to be recording on Thursday. That was the original plan. So I was like, how can I shoehorn four hours of, of sitting down and taking notes on a movie um, in the, the short time that I had? So I, I didn't do it in the morning, the very early morning. But when I came home, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to try to get as much as I can done before I have to go back. Watched about two and a half hours of it um, up until the – well, I can't say it because it's one of the spoilers. But uh, up until a, a pivotal point – where I, I had enough in my head to sort of ruminate on it and to, to try to, you know, to get a good handle on it. So when I came back, I could have like some actual thoughts going into the last part of the movie. And then when I got home, um, there was this two hour block that I could sit down and watch it. And then turns out my son didn't go. So I, I could have done it, but you know, I, I couldn't have banked on that. So I, I, I'm glad that I got it in when I, when I did. And then, then we didn't do the, the episode. So been sitting on these notes for a couple of days, guys. They're a little stale. And, and Ben, how did you do it? Yeah, I tried. I tried to get it in on Thursday. And I got in about, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes in the morning, around 8 o'clock. Uh, did the the Zoom meeting, but then other things came up. I had to run some errands. Had to run my, my daughter into uh, well, the town where I used to live for a, a science class. And... I tried. I got about half of it in on on Thursday 
And, but it was just like these chunks of time and I, it's broken up into chapters and I really wish it had worked out for me to just stop it at each chapter, you know, but mm-hmm. it didn't. And so I'm, I'm like watching five minutes of the last chapter, 10 minutes of the next one. And then I have to stop. And then it really was these 20, I, I was watching it like it was WandaVision is really what it was <laughs> uh, just kind of 20 minutes at a time, 25 minutes at a time. Yeah, you could. I mean, if 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 you really wanted to but it's it's really hard to you know just talk to someone else who's only seen you know the first three chapters or something like one division sort of forced you into that um you know watching one chapter a week type of thing and n- no one was gonna sit there and you know do one a week of this i don't think no no now interesting though they thought they were going to release this as four episodes and then you get it and it has like eight seven chapters yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm curious at what point they decided, Hey, you know what? Um, this is a better idea. Let's release it as one thing, but it's seven chapters or, and, and they're wildly different lengths of time too, as far as the chapters go. Uh, Cause mm-hmm. you can see little dots on the timeline and <laughs> normally you're looking at it like you're watching on CBS all access and those little dots or Hulu, those little dots mean that's the commercial break. Right. But it was actually chapters. Um, yep. So that was kind of interesting. But yeah, and, and the chapter breaks made sense too. Uh, it's just that's not the way I watched it. I, it was literally, I have a few minutes here. Dougie's playing over there uh, on my iPad. I'm going to watch 20 minutes right now. Because he's, I know he's not going to walk in and bother me kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I did get it done. I believe it was Friday night when I finished it. And then I also did give priority to episode one of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I, I watched that Friday morning first thing as I was eating breakfast and got that out of the way. Uh, so that was priority. That's a good way to phrase it. Got it out of the way. It was priority. Wow. It was priority. <laughs> and I mean, we could talk about it later, but just a little preview of Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode one. You know what it felt like? A movie. It felt like the first act of a movie. <laughs> and, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It it was good. Uh, it got my, my son, Tim, when he watched it that night, he got really excited during the action scene. He's like, that was so good. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, this is a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> well, they talked about how WandaVision was $25 million an episode, you know, and and I don't know, you know, not each episode costs $25 million, but I think if you take the whole budget, break it down by nine episodes, that's what it cost. And right. that's an expensive TV show, possibly the most expensive TV show. But where was it, you know, like turning it black and white? But the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you see the money on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, big budget TV show for sure. So, okay. But that's what so, we're here to talk about. What did everybody do for their second view of Zack Snyder's Justice League? Yeah, that's not happening for a long while. <laughs> but I will say this Batman versus Superman and Justice League original cut, I have no intention of revisiting them, had no intention of revisiting them. I fully intend to watch the Man of Steel trilogy. That's what I'm calling it. I don't know if other people yeah. <laughs> are, but I fully intend to watch the Man of Steel trilogy, the Zack Snyder Man of Steel trilogy. 
I'm going to be watching that again. Maybe not within the year, but yeah, that's something that this movie did. Well, Evan will be uh, amazed at what I did for my second viewing. Okay. Because I went back to the 90s and watched the Adventures of Superman cartoons, the ones with Darkseid in them. So I sort of got like a little, you know, a 1990s blast of, uh, you know, what they had been envisioning that, you know, Superman versus Darkseid, you know, would be about. And interesting, interesting little parallels here and there. You got the better viewing experience because that is way better than. Zack Snyder version. <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh, the Superman the animated series is just my favorite TV show. Good stuff there. Um, but for my second viewing, we, me and Shantae have been watching it uh, in like hour segments each night. So she's she's actually upstairs watching the final segment now. Lucky her. <laughs> yeah, I I will definitely say this. This this. Zack Snyder cut four hour movie elevates the previous Zack Snyder superhero movies. It it elevates them. It it, it pulls them up and makes them, I think worth revisiting more than they, they were worth before. Yeah. I I really do. I, I, I understand what you're saying there and I, I sort of see it, but at the same time, it's like I I just I don't have like a mental slot for Zack Snyder. You know, I don't have have like a I mean I have seen a whole bunch of his movies, but you know, before I did the research for this one, if you said what Zack Snyder movies had you seen, I I probably would be hard pressed to name them. I just don't have like a a mental go-to. You know, like like Joss Whedon, you know, I mean, that type of a thing. So, you know, it, I don't I don't understand him in pop culture the way other people do. So I, you know, I couldn't say what you just said, because I would have to say, well, now I have to research what other movies he's done and then have to, you know, come up with the list and all that stuff. No, Ben was just saying the other Zack Snyder. Right. Uh, Right. So Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Ultimate Cut, and this movie, this movie elevates those other two. This movie does not elevate Sucker Punch. This movie does (laughs) not elevate uh, Watchmen. (laughs) This movie does not elevate 300. Those stand and fall on their own merits. But this ending to a trilogy, even though it's not really an ending, but I can't say more than that because of spoilers, but there is some cliffhanger stuff. Uh, This makes these three movies, I think worth watching again in a way that they weren't to me before that I was not interested in revisiting Batman versus Superman at all. Man of steel. I do enjoy and, and did enjoy as what it was by itself. But with, with this movie, that man of steel movie actually, I think is a little, little better in my mind because of seeing everything play out the way it was. Um, I still, I do not revere <laughs> Zack Snyder. I don't help hold him up as an example of a great pop culture 
um, director. Uh, he's in the pop culture zeitgeist, but I don't feel like he is on a level of like a Steven Spielberg or, or something like that. Um, yeah. But I do look at these movies now and say, actually, okay, these are worth revisiting and worth spending more time with. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. And I would agree. So, um, I yeah. wouldn't fight you on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. And, and you, I mean, you say you don't have like a, a head, a spot in your head for him. Um, I kind of scratch my head when I look at the, <laughs> the, just the, what he's been able to do. Like he's, he's had movies that are very expensive, but that didn't do well as far as I understand. Uh, but then he's still like given these huge things, you know, and these big things. And he's this visionary director. And I will give you this. He has a visionary eye for yeah. sure. He has a, an eye and uh, a real just knack for pacing it, scenes, music videos. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> again, there's there's for because real. it's four hours long now. There's room for like eight or nine more music videos uh, in this movie. <laughs> And, and they're there, you know? Um, but I, I scratch my head, Steve, the, the people are so enamored with him, especially when I look at some of his movies and like, I look at sucker punch and I'm like, I get what he was trying to do. And then I see other people talking about, he's a genius because of sucker Mm -hmm. punch. And I'm just like, Whoa, wait. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, all right. So we talked a little bit about how we viewed it. Um, and I've talked a little bit about how it's changed for me. This, this movie really is better than the justice league that we got before. I also, you know, I find it interesting. This is not the movie that people were calling for when they were saying, release the Snyder cut. This Mm -hmm. is actually more and bigger than, than they were calling for when they were asking to release the Snyder cut. He reshot scenes and they, they added things in. I'm really curious. I I don't know if I want to sit through the director's commentary because that's a long <laughs> director's commentary. But I'm yes, really curious what went into <laughs> this movie when they redid things and, and what was new and what was already shot but changed. Um, I, I'm just curious. All I know is if Joss Whedon shot it, it's not in here. Yeah. Which is yep. very interesting. Yeah. And, and according to Zack Snyder, he never even saw Joss Whedon's version of it. Right. So that's, that's very interesting. I, I don't know. The title card at the end of the movie came up for autumn. Autumn is Zack Snyder's daughter mm-hmm. who uh, committed suicide during the making of the, the previous version. Yeah. Um, which is why they, part of why they brought in Joss Whedon. It may have been an excuse, honestly, for the the studio to bring in Joss Whedon because they weren't happy with the not Marvel <laughs> that justice league was shaping right. up to be. But right. I I'm just, I'm really curious about just the ins and outs of, if not the, uh, <laughs> if not the bickering, and the the drama, the ins and outs of the technicality of what was happening here, because yeah. Steppenwolf, completely different. Oh yeah, and way 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 better. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was just like, better. It was like the penultimate villain, like the entire time you're watching the first Justice League. It's like, it's like, it, it's it's always Steppenwolf and, and it never gets to the end, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> and I mean, I, I the, the name Steppenwolf is just taken right from Jack Kirby's stuff. It's, it's, you know, part of his thing. And they, they took the, the character name and everything right from it, but it's also the name of a rock band and people who don't know this mythology, they would just assume that this character is named after the rock band. So it, it was like, when I watched it, I'm like, why did they pick Steppenwolf? You know, I mean, it just sort of sort of like an odd thing for them to do. They could have had, you know, a glorious Godfrey come down and, you know, Granny Goodness no. trying to do it. Well, they if could have. have. It could a, have been anybody is I, what you're saying. But if you're going to have a standalone apocalypse villain who's not Darkseid. I'm saying it should have been dark side. If it, if it was, yes. if, if it was Steppenwolf, yeah. it should have been dark side. And, and this, Joss this Whedon could have made it be dark side by just changing some special effects. And instead yeah. they like, no, let's stick with Steppenwolf, but we'll never mention his actual boss. You know? Yeah. And, and this um, made Steppenwolf, like you said, like an actual threat and, and character, a huge threat. Yeah. And yeah, it made him a character. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's do one last round of spoiler-free question here, and that is, do you recommend it? And how many stars out of five? How many? Uh, how many Steppenwolves out of five would you give? <laughs> By the way, when I watched the, I believe it was Superpowers cartoon, that yep. Super Friends turned into this, turned into that, and eventually yep. became Superpowers, and it was yep. Dark Side and Desaad. Um, I can't remember if Steppenwolf was in that or not, but somewhere when I was young, I stumbled across Steppenwolf and was just like, is this named after the band? I, I was the person <laughs> right. you're talking about, Steve. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he is in the nineties version. Uh, Steve watch. Yes, but he's not monstrous at all. He sort of looks like a, a Robin hood reject type of yes. a character, yep. but that's, that's how Kirby imagined him. Not the yep. way that, that, uh, that uh, he turned out in these movies. So do you recommend this movie? Who do you recommend it to? And how many, how many Steppenwolves out of five would you give it? <laughs> or how many mother boxes out of five? That's better. That's, That's a good better. one. Cause there's only three of them in the movie, but, but we know there's more by the way, oh, yeah. the whole unite the seven thing that uh, was part of the campaign that they did before justice league, there should have been uh, seven mother boxes and it would have been like a, a total fake out. Like unite the seven mother boxes. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool, yeah. but that would have been a seven-hour movie. I have, have unite three the seven at each hours. location. Three unite at each location, and Steppenwolf hours. has one in his hand. Yeah, it's like th three went to the Atlanteans, three went to Themyscira, and they only trusted man with one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's even more Lord of the Ringsish that way, you know. Yeah. One ring to rule yeah. them all. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead, man. Whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> um, I would say that I, I would recommend this movie to anyone who likes huge, sprawling superhero films. If you like the the you know the the last two Thanos movies. 
and you wanted them to be one movie. Um, if you liked, you know, the, the Harry Potter two movies and you wanted it to be one movie, if you like that type of thing and you want it all at once, then, and you, you don't mind sitting there for four hours. I mean, that's, that's the, the test of, of time right there. Um, then, then yeah, sure. I mean, you know, obviously if you like the justice league and these characters, then, then you'll most likely, you know, enjoy this movie. Um, anyone else? Uh, if you don't know anything about superhero, you know, if, if it's something where you're like, well, I guess I should watch it because of the cultural blah, 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 then just don't, you know, watch a watch a 20 minute uh, YouTube video about it or something, because sitting through four hours of anything sometimes can be grueling. You know, <laughs> I mean, think, think of, you know, your favorite sermon. You know, once it gets to, to two hours long, you'd be like, oh, man, can <laughs> How long can he keep going? I mean, it's a great sermon, but yeah. Somebody um, said once, uh, getting butts and seats is easy; keeping them there is hard. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you're prepared to endure four hours of of this, and slight caveats, there's some language, um, so you you don't want to bring you know a young children if you really don't want them to be exposed to it's rated r it is yeah it is it is rated r Um, for sure i I think more for the violence than anything else but i think they threw in some language because they could because it was rated r um so there is that so yeah i I, if you don't have a problem with uh r rated movies there's no nudity so there's there's not anything like that that's not what the r is for um but I would probably give it, well, with all those caveats, me personally, I, I gave it a four um, because uh, it it was rightly epic, um, but just for other reasons that we can get into during the spoilers, uh, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd rate it higher, but I wouldn't rate it lower. Four is still a, a really good movie in my book. Yeah. Evan? Yeah. I would also recommend it to people who love epic stuff. Like if you're a fan of the Lord of the Rings extended editions, this is, yep. you know, it's right there with just it. Steve's right. It's a sprawling epic. If you're a fan of these DC characters and you want to see them, uh, you know, on a big screen level piece of entertainment, definitely check it out. I mean, we talked a little bit about Batman v Superman and uh, the original theatrical cut of justice league and this just completely uh i mean you think about it it's two extra hours of content from what Mm. you saw in the original joss whedon and so they were able to just flesh out so much more about these characters some of them they completely changed some characters appear here that are not even in the original uh justice league version including superheroes that were not in the original thing so yeah uh if you're a fan of the dc stuff if you're a fan of big epic long movies uh check it out i agree with everything steve said about the caveats and uh the language and is there uh and it is violent uh but yeah if you can handle all that and it sounds like something that uh you'd be interested in definitely check it out and how many how many mother boxes Oh, yes. Mother boxes. Five. Four, four mother boxes out of five. Okay. And I'm going to uh, complete the hat trick here then and give it four out of five. I, I, I considered doing 3.5, but it just wasn't 
bad enough for that. It, it was it was good enough to, to give it the benefit of the doubt. You know, it was good enough it to give it that benefit bad of the doubt. Four is a really good movie. It, and yes, four hours of anything is grueling. But when you sit down with Man of Steel, Batman, Superman, Ultimate Cut, and this, you're not going to watch it all in one sitting anyway. You know, you're going to do like I did with Lord of the Rings, where we watch an hour at a time, yeah. you know, and, and just, just take it in like you're taking in a TV show. It is... It, that and that when I rewatch it, that's how I would rewatch it is just an yeah. hour here, an hour there, and just get to the end. Um, but over the course of a week or two, you know, not not in one sitting by any stretch. And I recommend, you know, <laughs> unless you really want to experience that, that four hour thing. Um, when I was young, I could do the Lord of the Rings marathon at a theater, and it was wonderful, you know, 12 hours one oh, seat you know it it was great it was so much fun we were with friends you know and you watch the first two and you're with friends and you're reliving the things you've already seen and then return of the king starts at midnight and you're like yay it's new um i'm i can't do that anymore <laughs> I, I just can't <laughs> i i wish i could i wish i could sit down and watch uh solaris which you know two and a half hour russian sci-fi movie but i just don't have the time to do that so um but do I? Who do I recommend it for? I would go a little broader with the recommendation. I do think if you're not in, into superheroes, you don't know like all the minutia, and you know. But if you're just vaguely aware of Superman, watch this. You know, but watch the other stuff first. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta have yeah. the context. You know, like this is it's the heavily, end it, of a story. Yeah, it heavily yeah. builds on everything that came before. Yeah, yeah, and and does so well. I yes. I would say, you know, um, Justice League, Joss Whedon's version, I considered a PG-13 Super Friends. It really <laughs> felt like that to me. Uh, this is definitely a R-rated superhero movie. It did not feel like Super Friends, you know, like, hey, it's 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 gritty Super Friends. Yeah. You know, th- that's not what this is. It's gritty. It like is. Dark Side falling in love with uh, Wonder Woman and wanting to marry her or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. no, I, this is this is gritty. It it there's there's a lot of style to it, and especially if if you're into Zack Snyder's style, you're you're gonna get your money's worth and more for sure. But yeah, I, I recommend this to people who like action movies that are that are long and that have, uh, have some meat to it. You know, there, there's some, there's some thematic stuff going on here, you know, and Zack Snyder tries to do that. I, I have always been impressed with the messianic uh, imagery from man of steel, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, these are images of, of quote unquote Messiah, you know, and, and a man who's trying to be um, a hero, you know, and uh, I, yeah, I, I'm always interested in what Zack, Snyder is trying to do thematically with his movies. I don't always feel like he is quite doing what he thinks he's doing with his thematic <laughs> yeah. stuff, I agree. but he, he's trying, he's trying. And I, yeah. I appreciate that. And I, 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 I give him credit for that. So that's why four. So I think it's time to play that spoiler organ and right, uh, let's, do it. let's, let's talk about uh, in detail. Spoilers. 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 All right, gentlemen, I know you got thoughts, big thoughts. I, uh, 
And so I, I look to you and say, tell me your thoughts. What, you, <laughs> what's, what's rising to the top and, and, and what you want to talk about with this movie. I think, I think, let me just see. I think I have some, um, all right. <clears throat> I think my, obviously coming from a Christian perspective, um, and you guys too, but you guys, you know, might be looking at different things, but at, at one point, actually two points in the film, Batman, who's, you know, basically the protagonist here, if we're following anyone's, you know, through line through it, obviously, um, you know, he's there at the beginning, he's there at the end. So it's, it's basically a Batman movie. Um, and Bruce Wayne mentions that, you know, faith you know, he doesn't say Christian faith. He doesn't say, you know, faith in a, in a, a creator or anything like that. But he's, he's, he's going off of what he usually does, and he goes to faith. And then at a different time in the movie, he reinforces that and says, you know, faith, Alfred. And then they don't do a third one, as far as I could tell. And I'm like, you know, you usually complete things in threes. You you state it, you reinforce it, and then you have that ending where it it proves it. You know, so with this one, it's like faith, faith, and then what? Uh, and or? I'll give you a third though, and it's that his faith paid off. Yeah. You know, but uh, you need, you know you would need to to have it stated to make sure that the people who who weren't getting it do get it. Yeah, you know? but you know, I I actually don't feel like you need to do that or should do that even sometimes, um, because then you're. For us, it's different, and I think you're talking about it from when I talk about faith in a story. I want to make sure people get the lesson I'm trying to give them. For Zack Snyder, it's here's a thematic line that I'm yeah. drawing, and right. here's the line that, I'm drawing. and I. I go both ways, you know, armor quest. There's some parts in it where it's just, here's this thematic idea. And there's other parts where it's like stated strictly, like here it is straight out. Do right. this. I, Be I'm a good saying guy. This, you know? this for me sort of failed because I wanted him to just have that last thing at the end where, you know, he wakes up from his, his dream or something. He's like, no, 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 no faith or something. Or, or, you know, John Jones comes in and says, you know, Hey, hey keep, keep the faith or something. And then that's the last word or something to just thematically tie it. Yeah. I liked the that. second one uh, because, and I feel like the second one is doing the thing you wanted it to do. Yeah. And if, if that second one had been the third one, maybe you wouldn't even have this thought because that second one is the one where he's like, Hey, I always try and have everything lined up, you know? And, and basically he's saying, I want to have it all in my own power. Now, if you're going to like translate to, to Christian terms where we as humans try and just do everything and make it work in our own power, the way we think it should, instead of having faith that God is going to take care of it and God is going to take care of us. And that's where he's like, it, will he get there in time? I got faith, Alfred, you know, and, and unlike how I usually do things, I got faith this time, you know, and then his faith pays out where he, he put his faith in the right thing, which was the innate goodness of Superman, I, kind of, or just Superman in general. Yeah, because as soon as Superman shows up, you can they close up on Batman's face, 
you can see his reaction is like, oh, my, my faith is justified. You know? Yeah, but for for me to to not have that just didn't didn't uh, tie it together. I love Aquaman being the voice of doubt with all that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Superman comes, he fights them. He's he's there's something off, you know. But he sees Lois, takes Lois, and then Aquaman's like, "That's not him." You know that it's a body, but it's not him. And and yeah, yeah, ones and zeros. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Batman's all no, it is. He saw Lois. Yeah, it was something familiar, you know. But it, it's not him. And yeah. instinct. Yeah. It was nice having having Aquaman actually be almost aggressive in his doubt. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was nice to have a character play off Batman like that. Yeah, definitely. And what a, like, uh, that's something that Zack Snyder does is, you know, take the usual interpretation of the character and just flip it on its head. Cause that's a really weird interpretation or iteration of Batman. You know, it's a, it's a straight, it's, it's a cool one, I think. Because, you know, he was this bitter, nihilistic, uh, burdened old man. And now, ever since, you know, meeting Superman and coming to terms with who and what he is, uh, it's completely changed his life and his outlook on life. Yeah, but even beyond that, you know, that's an interpretation of, you know, the the earlier Batman it is kind of that interpretation of he always has the plan. He has every plan, everything He's ready for any eventuality. Mm-hmm. And and so that's kind of a nice interpretation of Batman's we've seen before. But I do, yeah, like what you're saying, I love the idea that Superman comes in, is who he is, even though we don't really see it. <laughs> like that's that's one thing. They didn't have a lot of time together, and you don't really see Superman get to be Superman very much, but apparently they spent enough time together where Superman was that uh, symbol of hope. And well, you see, you see Batman. I mean, you see Superman doing all these good things around the world and just helping people to help people. And he's been doing that for like over a year. And Batman is convinced, you know, this is just for show and he's eventually going to turn and this isn't good. And then he realizes, Oh, Oh wait, no, it really, he's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it changes him. And I, I like the idea of what happens there where their interaction together, this is someone rubbing off on someone else, you know, and again, yeah. kind of taking that back to some of the faithy stuff we want to talk about, you know, that's the kind of person we want to be. We want to be people that when people look at us, we see we're a mirror, you know, and they see Christ in us. Mm-hmm. And because they see Christ in us, um, they want to get to know Christ, you know, and they, they want to, you know, find out what they're missing out on. And, you know, that's hopefully that's the relationships that we're having around us with people who aren't, who don't know Jesus. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, yeah, I, I, I like that relationship that they built there. Again, I just feel like the whole idea of who Superman is, I guess we do see it a little bit more in that ultimate cut. Uh, where Superman's doing the Superman thing and yeah. being Superman and, and the world sees him as you know, a hero who's there to help them. Meanwhile, they're scared of Batman. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's yeah. both and because some people are scared of Superman too. And some people love Batman. Like some of the, some of the Gotham people you see, they're like, Oh yeah. 
We love Batman. Yeah, don't don't go after Dark because he'll get you. Yeah. No, 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 no. He only gets people who are who deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right, uh, Evan. What's what's yes. what's right in the top of your head? What's what's surfing the waves of your thoughts right now? Starro. <laughs> did you guys see that in there? Oh, I did. I did not. I, I was like, I was like, oh man. You're doing Starro. Where'd you see Starro? <laughs> He's the little spider mind reading thing that goes on the guy's face. Oh, that's supposed to be Starro. That makes sense. Yeah, because it goes on the guy's face, reads his mind. It's a starfish looking thing, and it is specifically colored blue, the color of Starro. And what was the first thing that the Justice League ever fought? Starro. You got it. It's got to go in there. Of course. Take that, Joss Whedon. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. <laughs> To me, Starro is the big giant monster right. from their first appearance. I've seen pictures of the smaller Starros doing things, but it's not really stuck out to me. So, I think it was more of a tribute to Starro. Yeah. I don't think in, in, anyone's going to actually think it's actually Starro. But yeah, yeah well, still. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, it's one of the things where it's like in the X-Men movie, like uh, stuff's kind of tight. What would you rather have? Yellow spandex? Wink, wink. You know? Yeah. Like, so it's one of those things, I think. Yeah. That may be a little more concrete because it's actually there doing what Starro does. Yes. Yep. Um, I, lo- I have a whole bunch of stuff that I, I really liked in this movie. Like yeah, We have to it, go newspaper style here. Stick with the heavy ones that you really want to get to to make sure you have time to get to them. Right, because right, we're not going right. to be able to get through everything. All right. All right. All right. So we got uh, any time the Flash uses super speed in this is amazing. And it's just so much better than the original one. Like, I love the opening scene where we see him save Iris from the um, the car accident. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's not in his special uh, friction <laughs> reducing yeah. suit. So he turns around and his shoes just explode yeah. off of his feet because of, it's so awesome. And he goes through the glass. Oh, so cool. But here's then, something. How come, how come just bringing up Iris, how come at the end it would have been great to have him like meet her again? Like he, he sort of forces the meeting, but then it's just like over coffee or something. And it, it, he's not impressing her with superpowers or anything. It's just like, hey, how you doing? Do you want to go get a coffee? And just sort of showing his his, you know, character arc a little bit and, and well, showing her again. Par- I think partially because his arc was more about his dad. Yes. In and, this movie. and so that's what they came back to at the end. But then why put Iris in? Well, <laughs> here's here's the real and reason, Steve. This, this is a uh, okay. This is a installment. That's how it was made. It was ori- this is originally scripted and conceptualized as an installment, one of three Justice League movies back to back to back, like the Lord of the Rings movies. So they could have been planning for fulfilling that down the road in the next one. Also, there's a Flash standalone movie, and that actress is returning uh, for that. Yeah, that's. Confirmed. That's why it was there. It, there's a lot of stuff in this. This is probably my one of my biggest dings for this movie is that as much as this finishes the trilogy, quote unquote, finishes, um, it just sets up so much stuff. And how much of it 
is, you know, movies that have already been canceled. How much yeah. of it, you know, are they going to get back to this? You know, are actors going to want to return? Yeah. Um, it's, it's like not- uh, Empire Strikes Back, but, you know, maybe George Lucas isn't going to make another movie. And you're like, how yeah. can that, you know, it's like, how does everyone, how does everything turn out? I mean, and a lot of that could have been dropped and it wouldn't have mattered. Like the whole end scene. Yeah. That whole yeah. flash forward. Could Super have been, dramatic, but didn't no, need to be there at what, all. For what point? That whole flash forward was not in the original movie, and that is no. all new footage. And yep. it shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Well, it's what it's what Zack Snyder wanted to do, and they said you just do your vision. I know, I right, know, but it, it wasn't his original vision. That's the problem. You know, it's like do your vision. Okay, can I put more stuff in? Well, <laughs> that whole concept was part of his original vision. But okay, added, so Ben Affleck came back to it. and shot that. Yes, he did. Okay, because that's really interesting then about what yep. I was saying. Like, are are they even going to get these actors back? You know, yep. and uh, they're talking about a second one. They're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League 2. Yep. Because this lit up social media and pop culture and people responded to it. People liked it. I'm not sure how much of it is we like this because we hate Joss Whedon's thing. Uh, <laughs> it I, I think that HBO that, Max. What? Did it, it crashed the streaming service. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. Say what you will. This thing created lots of conversation and a lot of the conversation was very positive. Like even negative people that are normally just negative about everything on my feed, uh, we're saying somewhat positive things about this. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't hear anyone say it was worse than Joss Whedon's. So, no. you know, it must uh, be at least as good. The one thing that people might say that would be worse than Joss Whedon's is the length. Like it, this is oh, yeah. so long, but, but you come into it knowing that you so. do. And I was fine with it because I didn't watch it in four hours. Um, now, if I had watched it in four hours at Evan's place, that would have been fine. Because I'd be sitting with Evan and, and it'd be fun, you know, but mm-hmm. I couldn't have, I couldn't have made space to watch it in four hours straight unless I made a date with my wife. Not that she was on the date with me, but I made the date with her to say, I'm going away um, <laughs> and I'm going to a theater for a special presentation kind of thing. But yeah, um, yeah, I uh, piggybacking on you, Evan, with uh, the flash. I have to say that the climax, I absolutely oh. adored, even though it took me a moment to even realize what was going on. I didn't realize everyone had died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, oh, he's, he's reversing time and they all were dead. Like he's saving. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, like Superman's skin is coming back on his skeleton. Yeah. yeah. It would have been oh, a man. little nicer if we'd seen the skin coming off of his skeleton too. But yeah. Um, but that was when he was running backward in time. That was wonderful. That was so well done and so neat. Cool. And, you know, it, it was it cheap. You know, what does this mean? Because there wasn't a huge sacrifice for uh, for Flash to do that. And so like, it made it feel like, OK, so he could actually do this at any time. Or um, was there a sacrifice? But we just have like, true. We don't know because. Yeah, he probably broke the speed barrier. Uh, or but whatever. for this movie, it was great. Yeah, it was great. And they can deal with that it... stuff in the next movie about like why he can't do it again and, yeah. and fix everything. 
Um, But then again, maybe that's why Flashpoint was his movie. It still is. Uh, I mean, he could be going back in time to try and fix his whole thing with his dad and ruin time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and there's, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's the whole point with Flashpoint is that it's all about, um, you know, in the comics, it wasn't that, uh, Barry Allen went back in time and ruined things, but someone went back in time, ruined things, created a new future where Batman isn't Bruce Wayne. Batman, it was actually, uh, it's his dad Thomas who became Wayne. Batman. And his, I'm not going to give away who became, who became Joker. Um, but it's this whole different future where Superman is captured and sequestered and held and experimented on, uh, up until he becomes an adult, you know, and when he finally leaves that he's this scrawny little guy. Um, there's some really interesting stuff they do in that, in that series. And it's, it's a lot of fun to me anyway. Uh, but this, that could be it. The, I'm going to use the time travel thing again and then really pays the price for it. Yeah. Yeah. That could be interesting. But anyway, Ano- for this movie, thing I really wonderful. loved about loved the it. Flash is, is how they represented his speed. So it's either we see it from his perspective, which is everything is stopped and he's just moving at normal speed. Yeah, pretty much. Or it's instantaneous. It almost looks like teleportation. Like yeah. the only the only way you can tell that he has moved is the lightning trail, and so I love that. Is there's no in between because in the yeah. Flash TV show, it's all over the place, and it's much more like the comic books where you're running along with him and the lightning, yeah. you know, going. you see the blur. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I I just love that change of pace, and it really sets it apart. From yeah, some people don't TV realize show. that. Yeah, some people don't realize that the speed of light is really fast. In fact, if you, (laughs) if you could move at the speed of light and, and you had, you know, sort of like a frictionless surface to do it within one second, you could go around the world six times in one second. So if you could really move that fast, that's, that's what we're looking at. And of course he moves slightly faster than it at some points, which is yes. you know, a fantastic way to, uh, to show how that happens. Well, when I love when they're talking about his powers, he just nonchalantly says, you know, when I approach the speed of light, <laughs> like nobody <laughs> bats an eye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and hey, how about cyborg rich? Yeah, how about Cyborg? That was great. Well, it was great in parts. (laughs) I really like the character. I like, um, you know, most of the the story of it. But, you know, linking it into a mother box was the type of thing where when his his dad, I mean, this is a, a boy who's angry with the world. He just got, you know, his body robocopped basically mm-hmm. and and he gives him unlimited power over any mechanical electronic device in the world to the point where he just you know gives people thousands of dollars but it didn't do it on purpose he didn't know what the mother box would do he just knew he had to use it to use something to save his life it's not like he's right. like but but the way he's expounding it to his son, he's like, you have all these powers, blah, 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 unlimited, blah, 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 blah. Now your power is not to use it. And it's like, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't give that power to someone who knew how to use who, you know, I mean, that would, that would be difficult to give to, you know, Billy Graham or John MacArthur or something, because it's like, you're absolutely right. (laughs) But he didn't give it to him on purpose. Like he was just trying to give him life. Right. But I, I would, I would be more using that as the warning. It's like, now look, you know, this is something where you have to make some checks. You have to make some balances. You have to really rein this in. This is something that is that if you, you, it is going to own you. If you let this get out of hand, not you have all this wonderful stuff. Now don't use it. You know, (laughs) I thought it was just a a bad use of the character at that point. Uh, Otherwise the character was uh, mostly, you know, well done. Even when he sacrifices his life, I, I really think you know suicide in movies like this is is a a terrible uh you know option for the writer to choose and especially considering the you know the uh, zach's daughter um but you know even with that it in the movie the way it's written i guess he had no other option but you know it's 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 sort of i think sloppy for writers to to do that because it's almost saying that you know it's okay to kill yourself in certain situations and i don't i don't like that at all but otherwise i think that character and his arc was uh you know his dad's arc uh was was poignant and uh with the 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 tape recorder at the end you know that was nice nice touch what what do you think about cyborg i love the the way they had him uh they show him in the computer where he's like a physical manifestation inside the computer. Oh, that was so cool. I love that so much. <laughs> was a little cheesy when he gave the person money and they show no, him, just put his hands awesome. out and then move his hand up. Like, Oh, here's I money. That. I loved it. You won the so lottery. Or the, the well, I bank. loved because as he was like doing that and I'm like, how, cause technically if money just shows up in your account, you know, it doesn't mean you've won the lottery, you know, like you've no. got to, you've got to have like, thanks. Don't do you that. can, <laughs> you can get in trouble for spending all of that money, you know, cause yeah. you know, it's not yours, that kind of thing. Right. And if an ATM is just spitting money out at you, you know, you, you gotta be careful there. Cause that could be considered theft. And, yeah. But true. then he gave her, I, this is what I really appreciate Cause I'm like, Oh no, she's going to, she could get in trouble for this. But then on the screen, you've won this lottery thing, you know, or this, whatever they call that. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it made her be able to walk away with a clean conscience. And it's not like, Oh, it's just giving me money. I'm just going to take it. Uh, but also yeah. then it'd be done in such a way. He did it in such a way. I'm assuming that no one would be able to trace where it came right. from or yeah. you know, if, it, if it came from someplace where it shouldn't have come from, I doubt that, but did it come from, some Lex Luthor, you know, thing or something like that. Um, I, I feel like he did a great job of doing this in a way that was uh, a clean conscience for her. And he manipulated the system in a way that was a clean conscience for him. Oh yeah. And it's the type of thing where, I mean, you know, a, a lot of money in the world is electronic at this point. So he could have just generated another thousand dollars of, of currency in the world and not taking it from anybody, you know, no one, no one is none the wiser. 
until, of course, he starts generating, you know, millions or billions of dollars, if he did. And then, of course, it would start to upset upset money systems. So, you know, he could have done it and just completely just created basically $1,000. So, you know, he could have just had it out of nowhere. Um, one other thing about uh, Cyborg, did you guys notice the, the number of the mother box, the, the number designation? No. No. Number the number was six one nine eight two. So is that the eighty two nineteen eighty two? Nineteen eighty two. June nineteenth was the uh the first edition of Tales of the New Teen Titans. Mm. That's when it hit the newsstand. So it was a, a direct reference to Cyborg. Lex Luthor's prisoner number was a direct reference to his first appearance. Uh because oh, that one catch- when they said the number, I was like I bet that number means something. And it was, it was the issue number month and year or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't remember the number, but it was, cool. I was like, I think this means something. And yes, yes, it did. Yeah. So. Uh, Let's see. So the, the big one is Superman. And what I like with what they did with Superman here, bringing him back, making him go through the thing. I wish there was more Superman in this, I feel like as much as this movie has expanded, there's probably about the same amount of Superman in this movie as there was in yeah. the other one. Same mm-hmm. amount, but different stuff. No mustache yeah. Superman. No, none no, of the no yucky lip. With the flash. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was a Joss Whedon thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, I like, I don't know if they were going to flesh this out in future movies, but they at, there's a new scene where, uh, Batman and Wonder Woman touch the computer mouse at the same time. And they have a little... Yeah, that was kind of... Reaction. Yeah. You guys... She's still worst. she's still in love with, tra- with, with, <laughs> you, with Steve. You hate love. Can I freeze for a second? Please stop for just a second. I'm kind of getting tired of this. Like, I am... <laughs> I don't. I hate cheesy stuff that's cheese ball clown car stuff like i like relationships i have a very good relationship i can be romantic i just don't like it when they force it and they are like okay we got this person this person they're the two top build people in the movie they're both good looking and when they're on the screen together they're gonna like each other and they're gonna fall in love that's that's no don't do that don't do that. You don't need it. Yeah. You don't Especially need with, it. She's, she mentions uh, Steve Trevor a couple of times, you know, so she, it just, it, she the, says the she's awkward. still getting over him. Like it's yeah. Wait a minute. I thought we had a whole movie from 1984 where you're getting over him, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. This is actually, I, I do like the wonder woman arc here um, of her dealing with her, you know, what was going on back home, the torch and everything. Um, and I, I like wonder woman in this movie better than I did in wonder woman 84 for sure. Um, if I were to add in something outside of the, these three movies for the trilogy, it would, that would be my first choice. Wonder woman movie. First wonder woman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, the one thing I wasn't sure about is like, <laughs> she straight up murders that bomb guy. Like the, oh, yeah. the last guy, like there, he's dead. 
He is yeah. a blood stain with clothes on the ground right now. Like there was just, yeah. it was, that was, that was nasty. Well, I think it set up her, you know, her treatment of, uh, of Steppenwolf in the end too. Yeah. She's, I think they just characterize her as a warrior in this. And yeah. You know, this someone, is, this is a war situation. Yeah. So you're going to have casualties. And I mean, someone, she does that in the Wonder Woman movie. She's yep, killing some, everybody. Someone dies true. during battle. It, it's their fault, basically, yep. for joining battle. <laughs> if you're going to fight yep. me, this is what's going to happen. Well, yeah. Yep, definitely. Uh, I, the final battle, though, that that little piece there where, like, everyone had their own thing to do. Mm-hmm. It felt it felt natural. Like, obviously, the screenplay was written to make that all happen. Oh, right. And to, to give them all something to do. But it worked. And it yeah. worked well. And when Superman finally shows up... Uh, I remember getting excited about that in the in the theater with the first one, the original version. But when he shows up in this one and it's just here I am and I'm going to take you down. <laughs> and yep. And uh, yeah, it was uh, the way it was staged and all the characters doing something. Aquaman, Wonder Woman and, and Superman taking care of, of Steppenwolf. And you have Flash doing his running really fast thing and, you know, dealing with the wound that he has. Um, yeah. 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 There's, there's some good stuff going on there. What did you guys think of all the fourth world stuff? It was interesting, but if Steppenwolf can get through that dimensional hole and they're looking at each other through the dimensional hole, why didn't Darkseid just sort of unleash his uh, unleash his his vision and you know you know take down one or more of the heroes? It just seems like you I know, felt like he, he was taking things very casually. Yeah, you know he's just I'm not going to do anything fast right now. You know, <laughs> and I and the other thing is he's been doing this for millennia. He has time. Yeah, he has and time. Also, I th- I also think he's like. Seeing if Steppenwolf's gonna measure up finally. No. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Uh, yeah, but if if the if the Earth has the anti-life equation, and you sort of felt like they cheated death once in the movie, and and, and I'm not like trying to to kill the heroes, and I'm trying to say, hey, why don't we have you know some heroes dead or something? But it it almost seemed like. To, to complete that arc where you had a dead person coming to life and here you have these people here at the very end and this person who can snuff any of them, probably except for Superman, you know, in, in a second with his, with his laser beam eyes, the ones that just, you know, follow you as fast as you go, you know, to have that, you know, killing someone at the end would have made sort of like a sense in the arc. But we did you know, have that. So... We we did see that. We we got to see what Darkseid can do in the vision earlier. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, with the whole flash forward thing, Aquaman's dead. Aquaman well, is dead. And Yeah, but you didn't have it at that part. I thought at that part it would have completed well, that arc. This this isn't Darkseid's movie, you know, he's the he's the sequel villain. Right. I'm not saying because he's dark side, I'm just saying to complete the arc of, you know, you, you cheat death 
So what happens, you know, death needs to, to have a reckoning, and then that would have been the way to have the the, the reckoning for death. You know, I, I don't know if this speaks to what you're talking about, but I it, it maybe, maybe comes close. I found it interesting. We have this whole thing where Cyborg and the others are bringing Superman back, and then Cyborg loses his dad immediately mm-hmm. afterward. Like... I don't know if this is the reckoning you're looking for, but I do feel like it was the price or a price that got paid for doing what they did. Um, but I also I mean, really appreciate it. He says, he says that uh, this wouldn't have happened if yeah. we hadn't have Aquaman says it. Box. Yeah. Could be, but I thought more, you know, a uh, hero for a hero would, would have completed that arc. Hey, Silas Stone is a hero. He was. He was. He was, yes. At the end there, when he is like, he he leaves that message for them by not saying anything and and just doing the thing um, and and allows them to find where it is. Like, it was a great moment. I feel like this is a, as long as this is, and as many of the montages as there are, I feel like this is a tight script that is very intentional and very, very strong storytelling. I, I really, really do. Um, you know, there's obviously a four hour movie. You can cut stuff, <laughs> but since yeah. it's four hours and they know they can be four hours, they don't have to cut stuff like the whole commissioner Gordon thing, you know, yeah. that not necessarily needed, but um, uh, they did this on purpose. And I do think like, okay, this is the price that they paid or one of many prices that they paid, you know, they, they lost the battle and, they lost the mother box and they might lose the war because Superman may not be who they need him to be, but he is because Batman well, has faith. But And there's so much set up for the sequels. I mean, you have all these visions and then the uh, the computer on the ship goes so far to say the future has taken root in the present. What type of computer says that? <laughs> A sentient one, apparently, because <laughs> yeah. like, this is the computer that is like, this is dangerous. This is dangerous. But in the previous movie, Lex Luthor, do you want control right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So again, going back at your strongest notes that you really want to make sure we get to. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, Steve, do you have any? Uh, let's see. The strongest thing left in my notes are... Let's see. Uh, John Jones or John Johns, however you want to pronounce his name. The Martian, Martian Manhunter. Hunter, that's how I would pronounce it. Yeah. Fantastic reveal. And then you're sort of like the rest of the movie. It's like anybody could be him. He could be anybody, you know, or, or whatever. And he doesn't show up, doesn't show up in the end battle. And then shows up in like one of the, you know, the, the final scenes just to talk with Batman to say, Hey, I'm here too, if you need me. And it's just sort of like, what, <laughs> you know, I, it, it, it just, it just seemed like, like another one of those little things where, you know, it, was it an afterthought? And then you put this stuff in and you wanted to really get him in there, but couldn't get the whole thing or something. I don't know. I don't want to try to, you know, put that much uh, you know, meta thinking on the entire process, but as a character, you know, you introduce him, you know, who he is, you know, what he can do The massive, huge battle at the end could have obviously used, uh, someone who could change form. Um, 
you know, imagine if he, if he showed up and it's Superman and, you know, uh, uh, Steppenwolf takes him down and it's like, aha, there's your Superman. And then Superman comes through the ceiling and says, guess again, or something like that, or, you know, a ton of different ways that he could have, he could have, you know, taken the steam out or, or given them extra time or just something to, to show who he is and to say, Hey, okay, here's, here's, here's a guy who was in almost every single incan- incarnation, I almost said incantation of the, uh, of the justice league. <laughs> You know, up until recently where it's Justice League, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff. I'm not saying anything bad about that. But, you know, when you think about the Justice League, you think about John Jones and and to have him just sort of like, you know, on the side here and then just in the end there. And it's like, OK, he's in the movie, but he's not part of the team. I thought that was a lost a lost thing. I I also feel like the whole Martian Manhunter thing as as wonderful as it is. <laughs> Like it wasn't fulfilling for right. a lot of those reasons you were saying, like even if he had shown up invisible in the final battle or something, mm-hmm. I don't know um, yeah. for him to say, Hey, you, you did all that. Good job. Glad you did it. And now I'm, I'm going to help you out, you know? But yeah. what I love about it is this is an actor and a character that's been with this since man of steel. Right. Yeah. And yeah. was it a retcon? I don't know if this was his plan to be Martian Manhunter when they did this movie, Man of Steel, I should say, but bringing it around here, uh, I love that they did it. I just, mm-hmm. that whole Martha and Lois scene would have been so much more meaningful if it had just been Martha and not Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Like it, it was such yeah, a touching scene it. and I'm just like, Oh, this is so nice. And then Martha leaves and it's not Martha. And I'm just, yeah. no, that needed to be Martha. They, they have the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but Lois also has a relationship with, with him. The military guy. Yeah. And he cares about her, but he wasn't there. Like he wasn't, he wasn't there as the military guy. Yeah. Uh, he was there as, as Martha and it just, it, it gutted the scene a little bit. And and made it a cool moment instead of an emotionally meaningful moment. If that makes, I think that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, when Martha comes out and her eyes turn red, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> is Martha? A She's Kryptonian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard. Uh, I think I read somewhere that it was a fan who suggested it to Zack Snyder, and oh, Zack wow. Zack Snyder said that that's good stuff. So he put it in. Hey, as yeah. a retcon, it is good. Like that's oh, the yeah, thing. That's like some yeah. things like that, you'd be like, well, oh, okay. So what a coincidence, you know, it just happens to be this person that they already know. This makes sense yeah. for a Martian who can shapeshift and who wants to, you know, help the world or whatever. It makes sense for him to have gone into this life where he is at the top levels. He's the guy talking to Superman at the end of yeah. man of steel about what are your intentions? Yep. You know, and Superman's like, Hey, I grew up in Kansas, man. You know, like you can, (laughs) I'm trustworthy. You know, I look at what I do. You know, you don't have to watch me and it changes the scene, but it changes it in a very cool way. And some retcons like that, where like all of a sudden, Oh, everything you knew is wrong. No, this, this works really well though. Yep. 
All right, Evan. Um, yeah. Evan, top notes. Yep. Top notes, okay. man. Um, just some quick ones. I love the part. Uh, I love Silas Stone's reaction to Vic's injury when they do the flashback. Just so so good acting. Um, I She's love the yeah. I love the part where Cyborg, you know, he's broody and and you know sullen the whole time but then when he's uh flies for the first time he can't help but smile i like that <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um the air bubbles for the atlanteans are stupid <laughs> <laughs> what, what about the dolphin language that was kind of cool okay i, like, I did the, like that now the air bubbles though make sense because sound travels differently in water than it does in air yes so if you're going to talk with vocal cords you need air in order to do it. But if you're going to talk like a dolphin, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't line up with the Aquaman movie. Which nope. No. And that's so why the Aquaman movie is not in this trilogy. Like I now in my head have all these different branches of what matters, what doesn't matter in different contexts. Aquaman on its own stands alone. Great. Wonder yeah. Woman and Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, sure. Whatever. They're over there. But Wonder Woman could tie into this. Sure. But mm-hmm. it's a trilogy now. Uh, however yep. you cut it, it's a trilogy. And uh, I forget her name. Uh, the woman who did the first Wonder Woman, or the, I guess both Wonder Woman. Patty, Patty Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah, she uh, worked with Snyder to make sure that Wonder Woman, at least the first movie, was in line with what he, what his vision was. Yeah. Um, so I would count it in part of this trilogy. Because like, if you don't count it and you just go straight into this I mean, you don't get anything from Wonder Woman's origin in Batman v Superman, and now there's just an island of Amazons with no context. Yeah, not no you context. It, if you know who Wonder Woman is, you've got context. I know, I, but what if you don't? You know, so, I, I, yeah. I think you're fine. I think you're fine. Um, but that's the I only look, one that I would graft on outside yeah. of these three movies. Yeah, I love the part where uh, Superman is about to heat vision the Flash. And then that 50 caliber bullet just hits him in the face and his, his cheek ripples. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> but would it ripple? <laughs> uh, and then there's the part where uh, they're like, yeah, Cyborg's going to get in there. He's going to access the mother boxes and the Flash is going to help him. How? Uh, with the power of love. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, my last note is they are hardcore setting up Ryan Choi to be the next yeah. to be in the yeah. next movie. I was like, wow, they're just really leaning into this. Yeah. And that would be so cool. Like with how Zach did the Flash's speed in such a different way than what we've seen before. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how cool his Adam stuff would be. Yeah. With Ryan Choi. That'd be so cool. Yeah. You are right, sir. Uh Steve, any other Really important notes. That was my big stuff. I okay. had a little bit stuff here and there. If people wanted to talk to me about stuff, that's okay. I have, that was I have, stuff. okay. I have one last piece and, yeah. and then I think we'll close this down. And that is the weak connection, the weak connection, mm. the spiritual element that doesn't belong and was never intended. <laughs> and that is second Corinthians five seventeen. And this movie stands as an example of what life in Christ is like. Though once we regarded Christ in this way, we do, no, we do so no longer. Therefore, 
If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And I take a look at this movie and I see all of the icky Joss Whedon stuff (laughs) scooped out of that movie. It did not belong in that movie. (laughs) It is the sin nature of that movie that has been taken away. And what has been replaced, the bones are there. Like, so when you become a new creation, you still have the same personality quirks. You still have the same talents and abilities. You might get new ones and spiritual gifts, you know, might make you know, that kind of thing. But now what's inside is what is intended to be there, what is meant to be there. And you are a new creation. That is not where I thought you were going. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I told you, this is weak connections, man. And so the spiritual truth is real, but the connections are weak. That's, that's right. That's what I do sometimes, man. Where did you think I was going? I thought you were going to tie in more with Zack Snyder's uh, messianic references, but nope. No, I mean, Superman's resurrection. There is. Born again. Yeah, the resurrection. You also have, again, that idea of hope that keeps getting brought up. From Man of Steel, where he's like the S, it stands for hope. You know, it's it stands for hope. Um, of course, that was also really, really big in the in the Joss Whedon version because I did actually go back and rewatch. I actually had my iPad and my phone at the same time. Um, I was watching with the sound on on my iPad, uh, Justice League Snyder cut, but on my phone, sound off. I had the uh, Joss Whedon version going. And uh, just to kind of see, like, what does this look like? And it starts out with that phone screen with the ugly, ugly Superman. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. talking about, you know, hope. And they're like, what do you like about Earth? And he just looks over, doesn't say anything. Um, but uh, I'm not going to lie. There are a couple of things from the Joss Whedon version I missed. Hey, Joss Whedon is a talented creator. And a talented storyteller. And he has created some things that I really appreciate. The vision, uh, the vision conversation with Ultron at the end of Age of Ultron is one of my favorite moments in the MCU. One of my top 10 moments in the MCU. It's a wonderful conversation. And I'm assuming it's all Joss Whedon because that's the kind of thing he can do really, really well when he wants to. Um, yeah. And those are the, those are the things I missed from him were just little character moments. Like I really enjoyed where Batman is calling out wonder woman for not being there the past hundred years. Mm-hmm. And she gets mad at him because she's, he's talking about Steve Trevor. That was in the Joss Whedon version. I like that part a lot. I like the part where Aquaman accidentally is touching the lasso of truth and just yeah. starts spilling his guts. Yeah. yeah, no, that's and that's definitely Joss Whedon. You know, that's yeah. that's him at his talented best, but not at his like th- uh, rich, deep theme best. Yeah. And it's it's funny stuff, absolutely goofy stuff. And and also, I couldn't help but notice that Cyborg um, never said his his catchphrase. Yes, I do like that too from the. Apparently the actor did not want to say it. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I had a friend who thought that was dumb and I was like, come on, man, that's his catchphrase. It's his line. It's his, yeah. Catchphrase from the cartoon. 
but it is his catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now I think it's time to shut this one down and it's been fun talking about it with you guys, but it's time to say goodbye. Bye. So goodbye, final words. No, nope, no, no final words. It's not time to say goodbye yet. You got, say your final <laughs> word first, Evan. My final word first is, uh, restore the Snyder Snyder verse, whatever. Hashtag. What do you think? Make another one. <laughs> finish the story. That's all I want. It doesn't even have to be good. Just finish the story. That is Don't the that is, That's the problem. This does yeah. complete a story, but then it's like, wait, there's also this other story that we've been doing that that we didn't get to finish. Superman versus Dark Side. Put it on the screen. Have a winner. Make it be Superman, and <laughs> and then we can be good. Then we can move along. Finish the story. Yeah, Steve, wow. final word. I have three final words, but they're just words. And in the words of uh, Wonder Woman in the movie, uh, I liked it when she said, hate is useless. Yeah, that's good. It's good. My final words are, thanks for spending time with us. Thanks for geeking out with us. And hopefully, thanks for having fun with us. And until next time, don't know what we're talking about next time, but hopefully it'll be something fun and interesting. And whatever it is, I just want to say Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jay Samuel. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 804 And once again, thanks for listening. Booyah!